Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey and Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menino. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. It is Thursday, May 28th, 2020. When you know better, you get better. And that's exactly what we do here every day with our amazing experts from all areas of life. We are on a journey to get better and to know better in order to get better. Um, today on the show, we have a, um, a great guest. She's a celebrated life coach. Her name is Carrie Rose, and she's going to be talking about shifting our view from victim to creator. Never heard that before. really like that. Um, <clears throat> you may recall the Bella twins, Nikki and Brie Bella, were on the show last week, and they mentioned how Carrie Rose, their life coach, has really been instrumental in their success, both emotionally and career-wise. So we're really excited to have her here to help us today. Our quote of the day, be the heroine of your life, not the victim. And that is from Nora Ephron. Um, We have Stephen Lemieux in the booth. Hello. We have Jeff Graham in the office. We have Meredith Ahern in New York City. (laughs) I'm in New York City. (laughs) Where the hell are you? You keep changing. I'm in Long Beach, New York. Oh, Long Beach, New York. I was going to say. Okay. 
Uh, so we have everybody in in studio. We're excited to have Meredith on today. Um, you know, I I have to say, um, Prig. I have to say, um, I really don't like talking about news anymore. And that's why I really shifted and created this show because I just wanted to be happy and talk about how to be better because the news is so depressing and so, so sad and so um, extreme. And so Stephen, as we were getting ready to you know, do the show, started singing a little jingle about how depressing today was going to be because I think you anticipated um, that there's just no way to not talk about what's going on in the news today with George Floyd. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're probably like me and you've numbed out to watching the news and numbed out to just seeing these horrific things happening constantly. And, and I admit that I was one of them because I just, I couldn't take it anymore, whether it was the school shootings or people being murdered mercilessly and, um, unnecessarily and, you know, What we are dealing with is just awful, compounded by everything else that we've been dealing with, with the coronavirus. It's just horrible. And so I don't know what happened, but last night I was on Twitter and Kevin was busy working um, on his laptop next to me and I saw what happened to George Floyd and I just started wailing. Like at first I was just in shock at what I was watching and then I realized I literally just watched someone be murdered and I I just, floods just kept coming through. And he's not the first. I hope he's the last. Um, but that's me thinking that we can live in utopia. Um, and I just, I didn't know what to do. I, I, I started so many tweets and then I, I just, I couldn't even put it into words. It was so horrible. And, um, you know, if you don't know... Um, and, and, you know, I'm piecing this together myself, but apparently he was attempting to use a counterfeit $20 bill at, you know, some store. Um, the police were called and um, they handcuffed him. But last night, video was released showing that he never resisted arrest. And somehow he ended up with someone's kneecap lodged into his neck and I believe there were other cops behind that cop car as well on top of him. I haven't seen every view. The view I saw was more than enough and I couldn't handle anymore. And he started screaming, I can't breathe, which I made this shirt this morning. I don't know if you guys can see it. It says, I can't breathe and George Floyd's name on it. Cause I just, I, I didn't know what to do and I just needed to do something and so he said, I can't breathe. My stomach hurts. My neck hurts. He started screaming for his mom. And he started saying, don't kill me. And when the paramedics arrived, he was lifeless and gone. And it's um, truly, truly horrible. Um, our friend Sonia Deville from the WWE, I saw her retweet something from Will Smith that said, racism isn't getting worse. It's just getting filmed. And chilling. So, it's a chillingly accurate quote, you know? <laughs> We're finally seeing it. I I don't even know how to make sense of this. That's 
what I don't understand is how this could happen. I understand why this could happen. I mean, I, racism is obviously a rampant problem in our country, but the the senselessness. How was he? Tr- like, what's the training? What's the mentality behind this? I, I I truly can't even begin to make sense of it. Nine minutes, like that's the it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Like nine minutes they were leaning on the guy's spinal cord. Like, you know, I know a lot of people in in these situations try to figure out like, oh, well, it was this or it was that or like they try to justify it in some way. And mm-hmm. it's like there is no justification None. for this None. at all. And and they fired all of them from what I read. Four cops. Um, But why have they not been arrested? Right. They should be in jail. Anybody else would be in jail. Yeah. And then you can... Wait for your fair trial, just like everybody else. Yeah. Okay. No, abuse of power. And I mean, to be honest, I, I feel like it is getting worse. I do. Like, I mean, maybe we're, maybe we are seeing it now, but I mean, look at who, who, who the leader of our country is right now. And- when you're on the go 24 seven, like me guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials. It's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first time mom. For a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus, having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully, our jobs and everything in between. But it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. What he puts out there. It, I, I yeah. just, I, I've seen it more. Me personally, I've seen it more. Yeah, it's it's really really devastating and um yeah i i i oof it's it's you know to me it's like how how do we fix this right again ever the problem solver like how do we fix this and i know that with the shootings we've had evie pomporis on the show before who's talked about how extensive the FBI is trained with guns so that they can control their emotions in a situation. Um, Local cops don't get that kind of training. And so they, you know, get scared and they make mistakes that cost people lives. Not acceptable. Um, Everybody should be. That was not a mistake. Like that. No, this I, is different. I'm saying some of the yeah, other ones. Yeah, it's no, like, for sure. Yeah. With the other ones, what what has gone wrong, aside from the fact that most of them probably were racially charged, um, in an instance where it is a mistake, but they what they need is they need better training. And in that situation, like Evie Pompor had said that, she was like, you know, the local authorities need to be trained like the FBI, right? Kevin's brother's a cop. We've talked about this a lot. Um, this was merciless 
It was senseless. It was disgusting. Um, I will say that um, I retweeted there was, I think, kind of like every state police authority or a lot of them have come out um, denouncing this. And, um, of course, there were violent protests everywhere. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is happening way too often. Um, and it, it just, it has to stop. It has to stop. We had different celebrities you know, voicing their opinions. Ice Cube says, I apologize to everyone expecting to see me in Good Morning America today, but after the events in Minnesota with George Floyd, I'm in no mood to tell America good morning. Cardi B, enough is enough. What will it take? A civil war, a new president, violent riots. It's tired. The country is tired. You don't put fear in people when you do this. You just show how coward you are and how America is really not the land of the free. Ava DuVernay, I loved this. You deserved your breath your dignity, your life, not to die in the street murdered by a white cop's knee on your neck. You deserved our tears. You deserve our tears, our prayers, our rage, and our action. We must act for you and for all those where no cameras are present. We must. And then President Trump also weighed in saying, I've asked for this investigation to be expedited and greatly appreciate all the work done by local law enforcement. My heart goes out to Georgia's family and friends. Justice will be served. The Minneapolis uh, mayor said, I've wrestled with more than anything else. Wait, I've wrestled with more than anything else over the last 36 hours. One fundamental question. Why is the man who killed George Floyd not in jail? That was the mayor, um, Jeff. Yeah, Jacob, Um, Jacob Frey, the mayor of Minneapolis. I think what's what's interesting about this is I want to speak tactfully here, but Trump is usually not one to immediately side with the victim in this kind of case. You know, a a huge part of his fan base is often incensed in a specific direction in cases like this of his voter block. So for him to so boldly say, I've expedited the investigation, justice will be served. There's such a senselessness about this specific act of police brutality that there's there's no way to try to spin. You know, it's you can't spin this. Yeah, but the problem is, is. No. You can, because if they're really going to wait for three weeks for an autopsy, right, right. they're going to assume everyone's just going to forget. And most people will to a degree. There's yeah. a new cycle is so quick. And then who knows what will happen by then? Um, it, you know, but he also did say, I greatly appreciate all the work done by local law enforcement. And I'm like, I, I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look at what they did. Now's not the time. Now, you know, just I, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think that he's like changing who he is right now by saying that. I think that he's under such negative, you know, light right now that he's going to say that because he has to. I don't think because he believes that the way yeah. that we feel about it in my heart. <laughs> I just I don't know, guys. I I like I said, it's I've really been um, focused on staying away from all of this stuff. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't not talk about it. My heart was like broken. Um, There's kind of no way not to. I mean, like, because it's so extreme, that's what the culture is right now. You know, every celebrity is talking about it. Because what else, you know, I mean, it's, you can't look away. It's, it's, we've been looking away for too long. And my only hope is that this is such an extreme and senseless case of police brutality maybe this is the change maybe yeah. this is the moment because for the first time 
it's not for the first time, but for the first time in a long time, it's very hard to spin this in any direction other than things need to change. Yeah. It's, and it's if, all, go ahead, Jay, it, It's also that like every other case of this has been mostly pre-quarantine. And right now you're dealing with everyone with their sole focus on social media and the media that they are seeing. So it's like even the people who, I mean, you said it yourself, Marie, you avoid the news normally. But like in this situation, you can't avoid the news because it's kind of the only thing out there. Mm. And a lot of people are numb to it and a lot of people are... And they ignore it because they don't want to deal with like really depressing things. And the quarantine, I think, has forced this into the face of everyone who's using any kind of social media. Yeah, you can't ignore this. It's uh, it's really, really sad. I just, you know, that that cop that actually had his knee on his neck, um, he had, I think, it was like nineteen things on his record. Um, infractions or such. I don't remember the word that was used on the news this morning as I was watching. Um, and, you know, I just, it's, um, it's really, really, really sad. And so I had to, I had to say something and, and voice it and, you know, everything isn't always going to be sunshine and rainbows as Rocky Balboa said, um, slash Sly Stallone. So, um, you know, I apologize if you come here for positivity and sunshine and rainbows every day. We really try hard. Um, this was just unavoidable. So, um, I wear this today in honor of George and in honor of everyone else that has been victimized by, um, racist, angry, sick, people um and how interesting that our show today is about not being a victim but this is in a different way (laughs) so we will get to carrie rose and we will get to um uh that it's it's a different thing obviously but um but maybe she'll have something good to say on this too but we'll, we'll keep it to what we're usually doing in this world and since meredith's on the show meredith i'm gonna put the pressure on you to change the mood now Oh, goodness. I'm like, what am I talking about? Yeah. Oh, oh, I will say I didn't get my poopsie kisses this morning. Oh, wait, guys. Poopsie kisses. What is is it? Poopsie kisses. Poopsie kisses. Why don't I know what this is? Poopsie kisses. Meredith. Is this a song? Meredith, next time I see you, do you want poopsie kisses? Is that poop? Poopsie kisses. Poopsie kisses. <laughs> Poopsie kisses. I said it at the same time. Okay, let's <laughs> let's catch Meredith up. And and the irony is Meredith and her mom are one degree away from being on this show themselves. Oh. <laughs> Meredith, have you ever seen the ads for Smothered on TLC? No, I don't know what that is. Smothered is mother-daughter combos. And their incestuous relationship. And I don't mean like legitimately incestuous, Mm -hmm. but the fact that they're like uber, uber close kind of, you know. So Meredith has gone, went on every spring break with her mom. Okay. Meredith parties with her mom on New Year's Eve. They, they, her and her friends would go. Not in a few years. What? Yeah. But you used to constantly until a few years ago. Anyway, Meredith and her mom are very, very close. 
Um, so Mare, on this show, what finally got me to watch it was a, a commercial, like a teaser, where okay. a grown woman, somewhere around 25 or something, okay. said, you know, I just, you know, we love to start our day with a shower. And her mom and her go into the shower and she's like, I feel so comforted when my mom washes my hair and bathes my body. Okay, that's it's like the furthest <laughs> thing. We don't even like really hug that much. I don't think I've hugged her since I've been here. I've been, I've been, I'm definitely like past the quarantine part. Okay, so uh, <laughs> that's why I said you're one degree away. Anyway, Mare. Yes. It's the most brilliant thing I've ever seen. So I don't think that seems like something I would want to watch. <laughs> And so there's one mother and daughter who we're obsessed with, and she wakes her daughter up in the morning with poopsie kisses. Poopsie kisses. So she she kisses her and licks her all over her face, and she's like, (laughs) and she's all giddy. And then she chases her around the house like a little kid. And so Kevin woke up the next morning, and he goes, do you want poopsie kisses? And I'm like, yes, yes. And so it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. I totally get it now. And so this morning I woke up alone because Kevin slept with the dogs in the other room. He had a work late and I had already put, oh no, did I take the face mask off? Oh shit. I didn't take my face mask off. (laughs) Face mask on right now? Okay. This is how depressed I was this morning. I, my skin was super dry. I put on a face mask and then I was watching all of the news and totally forgot to take off. I had a skin, a Dermalogica skin hydrating mask on my face. It's like one you're going to like peel off your face all of a sudden for us now, is it? No, it's not like that. Okay. But it's like a clear one, but I literally forgot to take it off. Am I going to have to uh, wash my whole face off later? You're glowing. Fine. Maybe it's doing extra work. Oh my God. That's never happened to me before. I was so depressed watching all this stuff i didn't i forgot my routine anyhow um so i didn't get poopsie kisses because i had the mask on so then kevin kind of did it around my neck it wasn't the same but um yeah Yeah. poopsie kisses all right friends let's talk about something we all do snack trust me i've definitely overindulged in the past but as you know i am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I'm not into poops because I feel like (laughs) you would give me poops because it's not so I've told you, Stephen, before, Jeff doesn't know, but Meredith and I go to every Super Bowl together every year. And if we're sharing a room every so often, I will go spoon with her and she'll be like, get away from me, you freak. Like I just, just to Aww. mess with her. So I am so going to give you poopsie kisses one day and you're going to die. 100%. Maria wants to cuddle and I <laughs> do not. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow. Oh, Mare. We have a good, uh, good. Somebody made a good point in the chat. What? Yeah. 
They said, isn't it? Isn't it Girls' Day? It's Thursday? Where's our Bud Light, Maria? You know, I blame Jeff. Jeff, you're going to have to watch this movie. Jeff, it's your fault. It's my fault. Did you guys see the picture of the, like, 103-year-old woman who survived coronavirus but had a Bud Light in her hand? I did. I thought of you right now. I was like, that would so be me. A hundred percent. Right? I'd have a martini. I can't believe we don't have drinks. I didn't even know it was Thursday. Guys, I'm... I'm telling you, this just threw me for such a loop. I I didn't even know. So yes, well, is, there a, is there a show tomorrow? No, we are rebroadcasting a show tomorrow. We can, you know, what, let's promise yeah. for all of us and our listeners: watch the show tomorrow with a drink. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll we'll add in an extra drink next. Guys, here we go. I'm gonna peel <laughs> off my face. Are you ready? <laughs> that's what she normally looks like <laughs> i've never done this before um i can't believe i did that that's so crazy um anywho must have just soaked up right up into my skin but yeah grandma with the bud light she is totally gonna get a commercial oh yeah definitely we're seeing her again on the Super Bowl. Do we know where she is located? Like what city? Let's find her, Jeff, and get her on the show. Wouldn't that be so cute? Next Thursday. Thursday's for the ladies. Night. Yes. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> We're going to have to teach her how to Zoom maybe. Or maybe she has like a grandkid or something. Yeah, I know. You know, grandkids, they're usually lame when it comes to helping parents. Really? Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like that. She's from Massachusetts, Maria. No, she isn't. Yep. Where? What part? Where? Uh, I think East. I mean, Easton? what part? Easton, Massachusetts. She from like Sudbury or like Worcester? <laughs> I'm looking it up. Easton is what I'm seeing. Easton. Oh, yeah. Good. You know Easton? Mayor, we should show up at her door with oh, Bud Lights yeah. and be like, this Bud Lights for you, Grandma. Oh, she's a, she's a Red Sox fan. This is my woman. This totally. is me. Perfect. Just like. She's probably Polish. years ahead. She's the Polish version. This is amazing. Okay, I'm going to get her. Guys, she's 61 years older than me, I think. Isn't she 103? 103. This photo. (laughs) We're going to get her on. I'm going to make it happen. Where's the math here? Next Thursday. Ladies. How much fun would that be? Ladies Day with Mrs. Her name is... uh, Boy, <laughs> I have all of her kids' names. What's her uh, last I name? Her name was Boy. I was like, no, no, no. Her last name is Stania. Okay, Mrs. Stania. Yeah. Yes. Incredible. I can't wait. This is gonna be this so good. Be so much fun. Yeah. We gotta have her. Mary, do you have big plans for the weekend? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid I mean, question. What are we gonna I know, do? I've got so many plans. Um, I do. I think it's gonna rain for a couple of days, but Sunday, if it's nice, then I'll I'll do the beach or uh-huh. the boardwalk. But I, I'm not I'm not laying out at the beach yet, even though I did see this guy, which I want to buy. Created, he's like selling them now. This beach um, social distance blanket, and it's like 15 feet by 18 feet. Stop it! And it has like a cutout in the center, so you can put your chairs and still put your feet in the sand and stuff. Oh, that's hilarious! Um, but it's like keep away. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. Like, um, I wish I honestly was looking for them. I'm like, why didn't I come up with this? I know. In my new business. That's so true. Um, yeah. I uh, I just forgot what I was going to say, but I feel like I keep thinking like, 
oh, okay, it's the weekend. What are we going to do? And then I'm like, oh, can't really do anything. I have to ask, though, Jeff, Kevin said that you're like really freaking out, paranoid about getting the coronavirus. What is the new resurgence of freaking out? Is it because of the story I said about Alyssa's um, colleague? You know, I think it's more just I'm especially aware of social distancing. I, I think it's more that Kevin, you know, he likes to talk, he's a close talker. And I've just been like, you know, I just want to be careful. I want to feel like I'm doing my due I diligence. I know. So Are you it's just afraid of Kevin. I know. Kevin does not like want to hear it anymore. I feel like he's so, over like, it. Yeah. So yesterday he was socially distancing with Kelsey as they were working outside and they were two okay. feet away. Right. I go, guys, that is not social distancing. You got to be six feet away. And I keep telling him, like, Kevin, I'm going to suffer. Yeah. I have asthma. I will suffer. So last night I'm in bed and somewhere around two in the morning, I wake up because you know, when you're breathing in and there's like, um, like a, like a slight thing that happens where it a hurts. Wheeze. No, yeah. not a wheeze where it, it, um, it's like in your nose or something and back in there. And it's like, it's like a piece of dust and you keep choking on it and like you're getting phlegmy and all of that. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I started panicking and I'm like, oh my God, what if I'm sick? What if this is happening? I just found out another friend of ours got the coronavirus. Wow. And, um, and so I started panicking and it was allergies. And so I remembered, I just got some natural allergy medicine that I was going to try and I, it was in the cabinet. So I was too lazy. I had one Zyrtec left in my nightstand. So I took that and everything got better. Thank God. I was so freaked out, but yeah, I'm definitely nervous about it too. I just, I'm definitely definitely the girl that's yelling at strangers that aren't wearing masks though. Oh boy. Good. You should be. I, I think the thing is, it's like, I'm, trying to practice social distancing and what bugs me is when people make fun of me for it where they're yeah. like come on relax and it's like no asshole exactly it's i like, don't want to die can, you can i don't want to die like that exactly <laughs> it, it's one thing to like disregard the policies or whatever but it's another thing to like make fun of people who are actually following it it's like i don't want to be yeah. gaslit oh. yeah you know for sure. yeah no i won't be making fun of you at all did i did i tell you about when i was walking the beach and you know i'm i'm like I'll pull down my mask or my bandana a little bit when no one's around, but a surfer came up to me and asked me to zip him. What? And I said, what? Are you crazy? I'm like, I wouldn't even zip you before coronavirus. It sounds Did you like say he that was... to him? Yeah, I thought. It I sounds mean, like he was hitting on you, for sure. If he was hot, maybe. But oh, he wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> I was say, from a guy, I know exactly what he was doing here. He but... wasn't hot. <laughs> if he was hot... Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, let's get to our interview with Carrie. Meredith, you're welcome to stay if you want. Um, But if you have things to do. I could listen to some life coaching. Okay, let's listen to some life coaching. Carrie Rose is a transformational coach, consultant, and collaborator serving as a change agent to help you reach your full potential while maximizing your impact on the world. She works with well-known figures like the Bella Twins and other game-changing influencers and thought leaders. And today we're going to discuss how to shift out of victim programming, discover our voice, and unlock limiting habits, patterns, and behaviors. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Maria. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm good. Just listening to you guys and... (laughs) It's emotional today. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. It really is hard to kind of navigate all of the feelings and um, 
and make sense of the senseless. It's really tough. Mm. It's so hard. And, you know, I know we, you know, we're talking a little bit about going from victim to creator and that's easy, you know, when we're talking about just personal development and where are you in your life and what's that languaging and programming, but when these are truly victims and there's no way to, you know, sugarcoat that or there's no quick fix. Um, and we need to pay attention. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really hard. And I, um, yeah, so I, I get it. It's a, it's really hard. We should, and we should be feeling this pain. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think if we, if we don't, it will just keep happening. And so I think, you know, we have to, we have to try to demand a change. It's just, it's really hard, but um, it's really hard. And, you know, one of my favorite authors is Glennon Doyle. I don't oh, know, yeah, you know who she of course. is, but um, she has a chapter on racism in her new book, Untamed. And I, um, I highlighted this quote and I pulled it up when you were talking because I think it's really important. But, um, and she says, the fact that the program poison of racism was pumped into us may not be our fault, but getting it out is sure as hell our responsibility. Ooh, I just got the chills all the way down my body. Wow. Yeah. Right? It is. It's- I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. All of ours. And um yeah so we do have to ask how and we do have to start creating (laughs) solutions yeah um well switching gears into um yeah meredith switch gears (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know i was like no pressure make us laugh fast okay please um nice to meet you you too um i think that um you know, and we've talked about this and we had, um, do you, do you know Martha Beck at all? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I, I have a lot of colleagues that have coached done her trainings and she's amazing. Yeah. We had her on the show and I, I was saying in the beginning of this pandemic, one of the, the greatest things I think you could do in this time is get a, a coach to help mm. you through, um, through this time, whether you have to reinvent or, um, or a little lost or whatever, um, and so having you on is exciting, especially following our interview with two of your very well-known clients, yeah. the Bella twins. And it was funny <laughs> as we were so chatting, funny. I said, I feel like perhaps <laughs> your life coach may have had, um, a big influence in your successes. And yeah. they're like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, yeah. uh, when you have high, high, profile clients that are touting you. It's always great. And I think, you know, we actually had, um, a little bit of time together. We went to an Esther Hicks 
um, event with uh, Mm -hmm. our friend KP, Chris and Prouty, who they mentioned as well. And um, I love Esther Hicks and and what she is about and teaches. So I guess what made you want to take this career path? So I was born (laughs) on this career path, but it took me a while to realize that. Um, my mom jokes that I started as a child and it was, people came to me for advice. People came to me to problem solve. Um, people came to me to figure out, to help them figure out what they wanted to do. And that's just always been my nature. Um, I went about it in a roundabout way. I was in online marketing for over a decade and, and it was when I had my, uh, children that I my first son that I said, I'm, I'm ready for change, but what is that? And I started thinking and reflecting on what is, what have I always loved? And when I was working in this job, no matter if it was my team under me or the people I was working alongside or the people I was working for, I was always helping them improve their life in some way with our conversations, with our talks, with coaching really. And it was never about the sales number for me. It was never about getting to a dollar amount for me. It was always the reward for me was always seeing people make a bigger impact and like change themselves. And I'd see them making these changes professionally and then their personal lives would improve. Or I'd see their personal lives improve and then their career would improve or they'd start making new decisions in a different way. And so I said, that's what I want to do. That's it. And the second I said it, it was like, you know, it's stepping into flow. Yeah, it was stepping into flow and it was felt like the red carpet just rolled out and it was like, this is what you're supposed to do. And how long have you been doing it professionally, officially? So, uh, eight years. Got it. Yeah. What is, if you were to kind of, um, wrap it up in like a sentence, like, what do you think your specialty is? You know, my specialty, it's hard to wrap up from the tools end of it like this is how I package my specialty is meeting people where they're at finding out where they want to go and helping them find their voice and find themselves and rise to the highest version of themselves whatever that is and um whatever their path so no path no two paths are the same because some people come to me because they are starting a business and they don't know what to do next and they need steps Well, where that ends up taking us is incredible usually. Um, And then some people come because they're having issues in relationships. So we'll start there. And whatever the situation they're in, whatever the issue, whatever they're facing is exactly where they're supposed to be for their growth in that moment. And the tools will come up as they need them. Mm -hmm. And over the course of our coaching, you know, relationship, we'll get, we'll get all the tools, but there's no, like, this is my 12 steps. It's all very much a co-created journey of, helping people get to know themselves and hear their own voice and start using their own voice and start making new decisions from a place of it's about what I truly know I want and who I truly am rather than the outside world and what the outside world's telling me I should do. Is there a level of intuition that goes into this too? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's some, (laughs) many of my sessions, I won't remember what I said. (laughs) So it's interesting because I think there is a flow or, you know, people call it channeling, people call it what they will, but something just comes through. Um, So the person sitting in front of me, you know, it's like the questions we're asking or I'm asking them or they're asking me, it just comes through. 
Um, and sometimes it's pulling from toolboxes, but a lot of times it's, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, my husband is like an unofficial life coach. Um, he's, he's an unpaid eternal life coach and career coach. And I, when I watch him, he sees things in people that they never have seen of themselves. Mm. And I think that Mm. that is the intuitive part because he may have never even met you before. He's just getting to know you and he already sees. And so I imagine that you do the same. Yeah. Somebody once asked me, you know, what are you good at? And I said, I'm good at seeing what people are good at. Mm. I'm good at seeing people's gifts. I'm good at seeing them and helping them see themselves for the first time sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is being seen is a gift and a lot of us don't get seen in life. And then you start to believe the narrative that you aren't worthy or you aren't valuable or there isn't any gift there that you can share until someone sees it. And so that's why this is so helpful for people, because once you feel seen as like a little wind at your sail, I feel like. Absolutely. Because what, what's happening, you know, for people is they're, they're hearing those things or, but they're feeling those things too. They, our inner critic is so strong. I do a lot of inner critic work with people as well. Um, because we all have it. And, you know, when we, and it, and it's really easy to go to that place instead of how amazing I am and what am I good at? What are my natural gifts? What are my talents? What am I here to do? And I was born to do something. What is that? You know, and, and that's just not a lot of people's natural place to go. Mm-hmm. It's naturally natural, more natural almost to go. I can't do that. I'm not good at that. I'll never be as good as that person. Whatever those phrases are, um, we get caught up in it. And then we almost start to find confirmation of that inner critic in our relationships or in our work environment. We almost, it almost, it's a confirmation. It confirms it. And we get to keep playing small a little bit. Well, also we have this kind of innate thing in us, I believe where, and I've, I've heard about this before too, where we just, we want to be right as people, right? right? We want to be able to predict things. We want to be right. And so sometimes it's on the negative end too, with our beliefs. It's like, without knowing it, you want to be right, even about the bad things that you're thinking of for yourself. Yeah. Subconscious, like unconsciously you do. It is. It's sabotage. It's self-sabotage. So, you know, and I love, I say name it to tame it. We have to name it to tame it. So, and I know you guys have talked shadow work. And um, so it's a lot of that is bringing those unconscious patterns and ways of thinking that we don't realize we're proving ourselves right or Mm -hmm. sabotaging ourselves with. Um, bringing those into the conscious and shining a light on them. And when we name it and we see it, we can tame it. Um, So that awareness is always the first step. And many times, many times for many people, it's the only step. Once they become aware of it, they immediately start shifting that behavior or that pattern. So, Yeah. yeah. And you were saying earlier that you coach people even in business. So is there is there like a business degree that you need to have to be able to do that with people? Or is it again, just kind of intuitive connecting them with people? Like how does that part of it work for you? So, and I do have training in, you know, different systems um, that where I've gone into large organizations and worked with groups. Um, But it does come back to that intuition and the person and the leaders of companies. Many times it's about, 
them learning to hear their own voice or them like what's the highest version of myself and where am I not communicating properly or where's the team not communicating properly or um you know I call it a language of abundance and creation rather than you know this negative languaging that people are so used to or um so yeah so it, it there's no degree I think but I've done I have programs that I, can, I use for organizations um but it's the same thing it's just a different issue mm-hmm same set of tools, different issue. So when you work with someone for the first, as a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. It's time. What, you know, first of all, how often do you, if, if, you know, Jeff, let's say said, you know what, Kara, I want to start working with you. How does it look like? So, um, we would do weekly calls or zoom, um, and we would, I mean, we dive right in. So we just dive right in with where are you in your life right now? What's up for you? Because what's up for you is exactly where it's supposed to start. And then we would take, we would say, and where are you looking to go? So that's really where coaching is a little bit different than therapy. I think that's what the Bellas were kind of talking about. Where therapy, we're looking at, um, you know, something that might have happened in our childhood and unpacking that and figuring it out. coaching is taking you from where you are and saying, where do you want to get to? What's your highest and best vision for your life? What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What are those things? Like, what do you want to change? What's missing? And so we start digging into that and, um, and then we start making, you know, creating steps around that. And as we go through the process, things from our childhood will come up, (laughs) things will come up because they get in the way they get in our way. And so we look at those things as they come up. And as they are blocking us, um, but we don't stay there. We, we, we come back to them as needed as they block us from getting to where we want to go. Interesting. So do you kind of do, um, like a vision board or is there something like you look at? I love vision boarding. Um, and (laughs) I love it. You guys do? Oh yeah. Maria talked about that. I, maybe I should get one. I know. It's time. <laughs> I, I really do. Um, it depends on the client. So some clients um, are more, you know, pragmatic and strategic and they want to just, they want their goal and they want the steps to take to get there and, or it's smaller steps. So some clients are, it's really hard for them from that first call or that first meeting to go, this is what I want. So we say, okay, what's next? what's next? Like what's one small change? And so we'll start there. Um, but I love vision boards and I have two different ways that I love to do them. If you guys want to hear about it. Yes. Um, so one way is, you know, 
we kind of can write down our goals. Like, this is what I want in these areas of my life. And then we find pictures and visuals that support that. And we kind of put it all up and we, we know what we want. And that's just the more pragmatic, you know, in, in our thinking way of doing it in our minds. There's another way that I love that I feel like is kind of our soul subconscious telling us a story where you just flip through magazines. You just get a stack of magazines and you start flipping through them and you don't know why you like something or it makes you gives you this rising feeling of happiness and you don't know why it doesn't make sense and you just rip it out rip it out rip it out and you don't think and you do this for as long as you want until you feel like complete or you've gone through every magazine and then you start just cutting out the pictures and you start it's it's art really and you start collaging a little bit and putting them on a poster board and it tells you a story and i've had you know animals come up the peacock there's peacock feathers behind me was a big one that came up and it was all about, and then I was like, what's the meaning of that? You know? And I just, I just loved the colors of it, but I didn't realize like, oh, the spirit animal meaning of this is, you know, to show your true colors and to let yourself shine and um, intuition. It was just so many beautiful things, but things like that will come forward that you're like, oh, this is what it's telling me. And then I'll kind of start layering words and goals on over that. Um, so that's a really fun process. For I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What other processes do you put people through? That's so cool. Mm. It just, it depends. Um, one thing that I love um, is, you know, I really think that we can have fun sometimes with even hard things and, you know, hard issues that we're going through. And with the inner critic, for example, that we're talking about, um, naming it, but literally naming it. (laughs) So giving it a name um, where you start to hear what the common phrases are that it's saying to you and you start to kind of give it a voice of its own. So it's not feeling like it's me, it's you. It's kind of, you're separating it from yourself. Yeah, there's Melinda again, talking shit. Exactly. (laughs) I've got a client, he calls his Brad because he was bullied by Brad in high school and he's like, fucking Brad's here again, you know? And (laughs) this is what he's telling me today. And I mean, mine mine was Corella DeVille. You know, we've all got ours. Um, And it can be a cartoon character, it can be anything. Um, And to start kind of interacting and dialoguing with it in that way it takes its power away if that makes sense mm-hmm. and like Kevin's done that yep. I feel like oh. Kevin's done that for forever my husband <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, really yeah yeah totally does sure. his uh, what's his name what's his name I don't know oh. he he does it in so many different ways mm. Wouldn't he say something like call you Karen? Yeah. I mean, he has, he has different names for me too. Um, Oh, he's named yours for you. Yeah. But like he also, he does it with the dog. So when the dogs are bad, instead of being upset with them, he'll, he has different names. He'll call, you know, Apollo, our German shepherd had this like regal Greek God name, Apollo. He would call him Rick. He would just like downgrade him to like, you know, a less regal name, like Rick. You know, what are you peeing in the corner for, Rick? Um, so, That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. That's funny. But I like yeah. that. I think um, it kind of takes the air out of the balloon, right? Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And and we start hearing it as separate from ourselves because it's not us. It's actually yeah. not who we truly are. How do you gauge results? Like, does it have to be, you know... Um, you know, success, like what, yeah, how, I'll leave it to you to answer. How do you gauge the results? 
the changes that are happening in the client's life. Really, that's the success. And, um, you know, there's no, <laughs> there's no measurement system that I have. It's more the, their, their changes. Things just start to shift. If they're like Charlie uh, Sheen, hashtag winning, you're like, okay. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. The, the, the shifts that start to happen in their life, the things that start to almost appear as if by magic, mm-hmm. right? We know how the law of attraction works and it start, it really starts almost immediately when um, I'll start working with someone. I've had, I have one client who from one week to the next, almost everything that she said she wanted had already happened <laughs> in that first meeting. Wow. A huge job change. Suddenly she was doing exactly what she envisioned and she, it was just immediate. It was like immediate manifestation. Um, but we start to see the things that we want start to manifest in really beautiful match, seemingly magical ways. It feels random, but we know it's not. The universe starts to organize for us when we start to, rise and rise within ourselves and change our vibration and claim what we're trying to create. Yeah. How, um, one of our, our people in the chat, one of our listeners in the chat was asking, how do you know when you've come to the end of the coaching journey? That's from AJ. Um, it's funny. I have clients. I, I don't know. I, a lot of my clients still check in a lot, you know, and I've had clients that I've been you know, Bella's for four years, but, um, we'll go in phases where we'll meet weekly depending on what's going on. Um, but they stop needing it as much because they've integrated these tools. So it feels really natural. It feels like a really natural, sometimes it looks more like, Hey, let's, let's move this to every other week. Let's move this to monthly check-ins. Let's move this to, let's see when you need it. If you need a touch up or a check-in, we'll do it. But, um, it, it feels like, they've almost, they've gotten to this space where they've got it. They've got it. They know what to do when something happens in their life and they used to not know how to respond or react or deal with it. They know now. I feel Um, like some people are, are more coachable than others. How do you deal with the less coachable people? And, and do you ever encounter them? Because I imagine the ones who are coming to you really want it and they're about to spend money. So they're, you know, yeah, they do. And, um, I, I can't say that I've had a client that doesn't feel coachable unless it's someone that was like pushed to coach or like, you know, someone that was like their partner said, I, you need to go see a therapist or a coach. And then they're like, okay, I'm here. What do you want to do with me? Yeah. It, they're not open to it. So all it takes is that being open and, um, and they, and it starts, things start to shift and mo- all my clients come open. Yeah. So how do you get someone, you know, it just feels so, um, so like hard. (laughs) Like how do you get someone to reach their full potential? How do you like map that out for someone? It depends, you know, um, what I believe is that we all know we all have it within us. And so for each client, it's a little bit different, but my role as a coach is asking the questions that help them dig deeper and start to hear what they truly want and under hear their voice for the mm, first time. Yep. Right? Because a lot of times we're just responding or we think we should have this 
voice or we should act like this or we should do this or say this, but it's not actually coming from a true place inside. And many people have never even tuned in to hear that. They don't know how. And so the first part of finding your voice is hearing your own voice and learning how to listening to your body. Our, bo- our bodies always know. Yeah. They're always telling us yes or no. And we keep overriding the no. Like if, if something, if our body's like, no, but our mind's like, but I should, and I want to, or I want this outcome. And if I want that outcome, I have to do it. We're constantly overriding it. And then we look back and go, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And I didn't listen. Right. So it's that voice and tuning into that voice that that's really a lot of times the first step. And once we get to that space and we start to make decisions from that space, everything really starts to shift. Mayor. Yeah. Do you want to be a guinea pig for Carrie right now? Sure. <laughs> well, because Jeff had said that you'd be willing to do um, a little bit on the show. And at first I was like, yeah, I don't think, absolutely. I don't think that's going to translate. I don't know. I'm like, I, but now I'm sitting here, I'm looking at Meredith and, you know, depending on how open she wants to be, she can share stuff with you. But I feel like, I feel like Meredith, um, Meredith was my assistant for years. I've never mm-hmm. met someone more dedicated and more hardworking. Um, and, uh, and I feel like she needs to reach her full potential. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, Hmm, yeah, maybe, <laughs> wait, wait, maybe you can wait. do a quickie, like kind of just so yeah. we can see how this works. I've yeah. never had a life coach other than Kevin and Kevin's kind of been my like ice skating coach. So he's like a lot for me. So, you know, he'll wake me in the middle of the night. Like, you know, you really should be doing this. And I think we're going to build that. And da-da-da. I'm like, Kevin, I'm freaking sleeping. So, you know, at some point, he, yeah, you guys should know each other. He eventually like I've tuned him out a little. And then I kind of have Tony Robbins has been like my surrogate life coach because of mm-hmm. all the um, events I've gone to and the friendship that we've built. Yeah. But I've never worked with someone directly. I I really want to at some point um, just to see a different perspective, right? But I think Meredith, I don't know. Maybe this was meant to be today. <laughs> I'm going to get my popcorn. <laughs> okay, my coffee. Let's go. <laughs> Meredith, is there anything up for you in your life right now? That... Um, well, <laughs> this morning I mm. was furloughed, but, mm. um, you know, I, I mean, I'm a realist. I'm, I'm in, I, I work in event marketing, so mm. I was very fortunate to be, you know, still working until right now. Um, you know, I have to hope that events will come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I think that that's really, you know, it was interesting that that happened today and now we're in, you know, right. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, and now, so now I'm with Maria on a daily basis. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I love that. The time. I was like, Meredith, you can have a purpose here with me. Yes. Yes. That's such a gift. Right. Um, yeah. and how are you feeling about it? I'm okay. Honestly, like, I think it's not unexpected. Um, you know, it, it's like, we don't, we don't have the work right now. Um, I don't really know a lot of people in, in our, um, you know, type of business or industry that, that hasn't, you know, faced this. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, 
it, it's sad. I love what I do, but it's the current state of what's going on right now. Um, you know, I think it definitely leaves room um, for reflection and, and see what's next, kind mm -hmm. of, you know, what, what, what am I supposed to be doing? Is, mm -hmm. you know, I hope that like my work does come back, but I don't know when that will be. So. Did it feel like it was your purpose? Like it was, you were living your purpose in what you did? Yes. I mean, you know, I work in a, in a crazy business that can be very stressful. It can, mm -hmm. um, you know, eat me alive sometimes, mm -hmm. but that end result, I, I, the reward is, is I, I'm so happy after the fact, but I do, you know, absolutely, um, you know, connect with what you're saying that I, I can do that to myself. I can eat myself alive sometimes, mm -hmm. but I, you know, as of, I obviously I was, I, I got a calendar invite for today, yesterday, and I was pretty much expecting, I, I, I knew what was happening. <laughs> and I sat last night and kind of, you know, wrote down some of the things that like, I know, I, I know like that, I've brought to the table or the relationships that I've built starting at 21, working with Maria in LA, mm -hmm. um, or, you know, my background of what my, um, you know, just the world that I grew up with my dad working in television. So I think I, I have so much to offer and, and, and I know, um, you know, so much that I've built. So I think that I tried to change. I mean, my initial thought was anger and upset, mm -hmm. but then I tried to reflect back and, and look at uh, like what I've, all the things that I've done or that I've grown to be. Yeah. Which is such a beautiful perspective because you're it's already great. moving into the positive and moving into that cr really creator, you know, programming. Yeah. Um, so if you could zoom out and think about, you know, this not being something that's happening to you, but something that's happening for you. What would you say uh, the reason would be that it's happening for you at this time? I don't know. I mean, maybe like I am supposed to be doing something else right now. I don't know, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I know that I love what I do. I know that I love my clients. I, I, I've been really fortunate that I've gotten to work. I mean, I'm in event marketing with brands, so I've gotten to work on brands that I'm super passionate about. Um, but but there's other doors, and and you know, you, I don't know because you know it's yeah. going to be a few months probably. Yeah. And um, yeah, so yeah, looking at that and zooming yeah. out, and not even thinking of it from a work career yeah. perspective. Yeah. Why might this be happening for you? I think Why Carrie, if I can interject thing? really quickly, mm -hmm. I think. I think also in your journey, Mayor, since you've left yeah. here too, yeah. um, and that's across all of your jobs, I think yeah. sometimes you have felt like you've given more than you've gotten. Yeah, probably. <laughs> just want to say for that. For sure. Yes. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I work, I, I take my work so like very, I mean, Maria said, I'm, one of the hardest workers. She, I love to work. That's she never quits, Carrie. She will work <laughs> till midnight, till two in the morning with a <clears throat> smile, never begrudges hours, yes. never counts hours, never <clears throat> always positive. I've never met anyone like her where she will just keep going and smile through it. 
It's like she gives you her whole life. But what's amazing about her is she still has like a full life outside of work. She makes her work fun, but then she makes her, her, you know, her personal life fun and it's very full. So I think because her personal life is so full, her professional life feels full too. I don't know. She's a very weird little creature, this little Mary. Unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) I am a unicorn. (laughs) But yeah, and I love where you're going with this, where it's like it's happening for you. You know, maybe, you know, yeah, you you can maybe guide her into what that next step is. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. If, you know, you're jump, you're stepping into this kind of spaciousness, right? Like, um, and you can view it as a reset. And so where in your life do you feel like you would want to start resetting or starting something new or changing some things like maybe maybe things are out of balance maybe they're not it sounds like you have a full happy personal life but where might things be out of balance yeah yeah i don't i don't put we all uh, well maria knows i haven't put i mean i have a a full personal life but in with friends and Mm. my mom but in other parts of my life like relationships (laughs) <laughs> I, I have kind of you know yeah let that go so. yeah yeah and and you said it you pushed it away so there is something um about this time that might be giving you this gift of of shifting something internally first yeah. and um opening up to that yeah. part of your life coming in even though though i don't know that i'm going to start like covid dating (laughs) yeah no i actually watched someone on 90 day fiance do the zoom date and it was pretty cool (laughs) i I just had a friend do she had a bad experience so i don't know if that's where i'm starting no i wouldn't start with dating i would start with the what you said i've I've pushed that off yeah so i'd start there so what if you know why have you and you may i don't know if you're comfortable getting into all of this now yeah. we can talk later but why have you pushed that off like what's kept you from being oh, open to yeah. That? yeah right no for sure uh, i know i mean it's it's stuff parents it's you know past relationships things like that is why you know i i I'm so happy with everything else that I haven't found a romantic relationship that really made me happy. So it's been easier to rid myself of that mm-hmm. um, than being something that, you know, wasn't, wasn't making me happy. So maybe you start with a vision board <laughs> solely <laughs> about a magazine one or a... <laughs> maybe a solely. <laughs> Which one sounds more exciting to you? I don't know. It's so funny because when you said the magazine, it made me think, I don't know why, when I was younger, I feel like I did that. Like mm. when I was, when I, maybe I was in high school or maybe like, I, I, like it, it makes me think that I used to do this. I actually think because I'm, I'm quarantined at my mom's right now that I have so many of my things from like high school and stuff like that. So I've been going through that. Oh. I actually think I have like some sort of a book that I may have done something like that. I got to look. Oh, that would be <laughs> so fun to look at. And yeah. I actually love that. It feels like maybe that's a next step for you because yeah you're actually also going to be tapping into that inner child too, that, you know, kind of like connecting back to something you did as a child and that creativity and letting it lead you. And, and 
kind of have the um, intention to be around calling in the relationship that you truly know you deserve and that you want and desire and and start to see what what spirit what your soul tells you and you know and it's always fun so this would be you know in, in a coaching like in a normal coaching this would be homework and then we'd see like what came up and analyze it and go into it and set goals around it and um i think it'll be really um yeah and, and there will be something in it i think for you for the relationship with yourself first that's yeah. going to be the step one yeah even just hearing you talk about like your younger days i realize the reason you're flashing back to that was probably because it was pre-scar days like i like, think it was it was the beginning of that yeah so i think it was like right at the start of you know things with my parents and so I think I did that then but then I you know started working or you know went to college like just started living my life as a crazy person so (laughs) (laughs) so I I I stopped you know maybe I didn't have as much time to really Mm. focus on me yeah 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 or you like that reflection that point of reflection and 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 sometimes when things start to happen and scars, you know, or things start to happen, we distract ourselves from ourselves yeah. because it's hard to sit with it. It's hard to process it. And especially as a child, it's really hard. It's like, how do we don't have those tools and we don't know how. And, you know, when I was a child, my parents didn't know we should be in therapy. They didn't know, you know, so it was just yeah. kind of like, we dealt with it. We thought about it. We stirred with it and we just tried to kind of get ourselves out of it and distract ourselves. So I think there might be something for you in this coming back in and letting yourself sit with it and letting you know yourself sit with some of these things and reflect and it doesn't have to be painful but some of it might be um but you know the only way through is through (laughs) um and so yeah yeah so meredith's homework is she's going to go back through all that stuff (laughs) and see what comes up and start my vision board. Yeah, I don't know why we're getting bad audio. I think I think oh, Meredith's I'm freezing. Bad a bit. Internet. You're freezing, Meredith. You're freezing. Uh, my back. I will say, back, Michael. Michael in our yeah, chat okay. is saying that um, we need to do Meredith Bachelor Thursdays where we try to set you up with people. Oh. I'm gonna let him lead the <laughs> way and <laughs> and start connecting maybe friends for Meredith. Meredith, will you tell everyone your age, rank, and serial number? <laughs> Yeah. What are you looking for in a man? So we can do this. You know, oh, we've tried on that vision board right now. Yeah, we've tried this on the radio show. We've had her on before. Um, I need more life coaching now. Yeah. But I do think, Mayor, she's right. I think that this is going to be your opportunity to really reflect on your um, your escaping some of these things and, and running away from having to face them. Um, and 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 trying to maybe use this time to face them head on in order to have that transformation for what your next thing is rather than just continuing as you were right and just going forward and having that kind of same cycle like all right let's turn around about face these some of these issues that you know because what happens is shit happens in life and then i think for most of us you know we're taught to buck up and just 
you know, move forward, you know, as Rocky says, you know, it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take. And some of us are stronger than others and we can take more and we just keep going this way. And then the ship gets rickettier and rickettier and then. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so sometimes you have to about yep. face, deal with the shit so that you can move forward in a better direction. Absolutely. And, and that's, the, and, and that's so true. I mean, we, if we try to ignore <laughs> what we haven't fully processed or just try to live an unbalanced life for a long time, it does catch up to us. And sometimes it's illness and sometimes it's something else that makes us, you know, come into focus. Um, and it does matter what we start envisioning and what we have intention for instead of just living reactively to what's happening around us or to work or I'm busy or I'm saying yes to everything. You know, one Mm -hmm. thing I think that's been really positive about the pandemic is there's no, there's no FOMO anymore, right? You don't fear that you're missing out on something all the time. And so you, it's like this settling of our nervous system where we can just kind of go, okay, I'm okay just being still and not worried about doing, doing, doing all the time. Yeah. I had another friend say the same thing. She's so mm. happy to not have FOMO. <laughs> and she told I me she it goes, Jomo. it's Jomo, the joy of missing out. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But she was laughing. She goes, you're the only person I know that doesn't have FOMO. Like you don't care. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I guess like, I don't know. I love being home and I love like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I just, don't have it. I, you know, Meredith knows we go to the super, I'm like, can we stay in the hotel room and just get room service? Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's like, let's oh, go to the direct TV party. Let's go to this party. Let's go to that party. I'm like, ah, <laughs> this sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. And I think that but, is, you know, it's like what fulfills your soul. You yeah. know, what was that Meredith? I, I feel like it's interesting though. Cause I am the person that's been go, go, go all mm. the time. Like I travel a ton for work. So it's even for the few times, like days in a month that I'm home, I feel like I have to go out. I have to see my friends. I have to do this. That right now I've been shocked that I've been okay being home. Like I'm okay. And it's, I was so surprised because I never really have been home. I've never been home. Mm-hmm. So I know I, mean, I have a lot of friends that are struggling a lot with it and like feeling like they need to get out or, or you know, just... I'm okay. And I, 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 di- I didn't know I would be like, I really didn't. So it's been, it's been interesting to see that for sure. Yeah. And to witness my, body, my body needed it. My your body, body was talking to Your liver your needed it too. body was like, thank you. We can thank now you. take a sigh of relief and be Literally. still. Yeah. You know, Carrie, I want to ask you, cause you have an app called journey eight. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, so journey eight is a platform for empowerment content and journeys that um we're taking users on it's it's basically for we've partnered with thought leaders and celebrities to come on and tell their personal stories of overcoming big challenges in their life um trauma tragedy um and they and we believe that the healing journey begins with a story and so what tools did they use what teachers did they have and we really want to be able to reach audience that are going through the same things, but think, Hey, these big, you know, celebrities or thought leaders, or they haven't been through what I've been through, but many have, everybody's been through something. And so um, we're taking people on a journey through story and tools and steps to get out of it. 
um, and connecting with people in that way. Oh, so cool. I'm going to yeah. have to check that out. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, my last question for you, we always ask everybody, what are you doing every day to get better in your life? Um, but also maybe like if you can add like one of the most powerful teachers that you think has influenced you. Mm-hmm. So the twofer. Yeah. So one thing that when I think about what do I do every day to get better, you know, I do all the normal, you know, meditate and move your body and eat well and those things and hydrate, sleep, whatever those basics are. But I, one thing that's I think crucial is bringing, incorporating playfulness into every day. Poopsie kisses. Poopsie kisses. I heard that. Oh my God. Poopsie kisses. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I work with clients on that too. Like where's their play in your life? Where is their play? Because we do take things so seriously Mm -hmm. or we are on the go all the time. And so just making sure we're getting those belly laughs and we're, Tapping into that, you know, childlike playfulness, I think is really crucial. Um, my teachers, I mentioned Glennon Doyle earlier. I'm a huge fan of hers and, and how she's gone through um, her life and what she's learned, how open she's been about it. Um, I have so many books on my shelf that I could go into, but um, Man's Search for Meaning, you know, Viktor Frankl, um, Many Lives, Many Masters yep. is one of my favorites. Um and Michael Singer. I mean, there's there's so many teachers that I look to. And one thing I've been doing um, with clients and playing with clients with is, um, you know, we think about channeling like these gods or goddesses or let me channel spirit, whatever it might be. But we can actually channel the spirit of someone that we, we kind of know or see. Um, so, for example, I have one client that she, she, she's been channeling Michelle Obama energy. You know, so like tapping into like, I, you know, the way that she moves with grace and speaks with power and holds her boundaries, but in a really warm, beautiful way, channeling that energy, right? And tapping into that. So we can use our teachers and our guides and our heroes and, and tap into them, invoke that energy. It's not the person, it's the energy of the person that we're, that we can actually bring on and invoke and, and wear and start to feel and speak that way too. And that's been really fun. So yeah, Michelle Obama is one of mine too. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, Carrie, I feel like um, this was so awesome to get to know how this works. And I feel like so many people listening, I can just see even in the chat, people are obsessed with you and obsessed with, you know, the idea of having a life coach and Mayor, I hope I didn't put you too much on the spot there, but I know you well (laughs) enough to know that I can. I'm an open book. And, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. And it just made sense. Like the, right before the show, she called me and told me, you know, what had happened. And I mm. was like, oh my God. She's like, but don't worry. She's like, I'm an unpaid host on your show now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an unpaid talk show. Talk show host. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, who knows? You know, there's universe could already be putting you in a new flow. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So I want to yeah. just say thank you for you guys for joining us. And thank you, um, Carrie. If you guys want to know more about Carrie, I don't have it here, but Jeff, um, <laughs> you will be punished with the aforementioned movie. I told you you're going to have to stu- be stuck watching anytime you make a mistake. So we have this funny thing in our company where we watch, pe- make our employees, well, we used to, we haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> if you screwed up in any way, 
Um, you have to watch a horrible movie and take a test and pass. <laughs> Meredith, you probably remember this from the early days because that's back when Never we used to do it. To do that. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe it was after you, but I don't have um, your Instagram handle or where okay. we can find Journey can 8 or anything too. like that. So yeah, you can so just share Journey it with us. 8, yeah, Journey 8 is an app right now in the App Store, so you can download it there. Um, we have an incredible interview right now that we just released um, exclusive with Dr. Joe Dispenza and Ed Milet. So oh, it's really fun. Love Dr. Team. Dispenza. In fact, we right? should make him our our... Um, what do we call it? Our Friday, our flashback Friday, We're flashback Friday, greatest hits. Yes. Where yeah. we're broadcasting uh, air uh, episodes. Yes. Let's do Joe so Dispenza. Their, their interview. It's so beautiful when they get together and what comes up. And, um, so that's on journey app and it's, it's journey eight app on um, Instagram. And I'm, my website is feel the shift.com and my Instagram is Carrie Rose coaching. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Carrie, thank you so much. Keep in touch. Thank you. Yes, we will. Thank you, Meredith. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> All right. Well, Mayor. Yeah. You're gonna have some little bit of homework there, and oh, of course, if you time. if you would like uh, Carrie's information, we can connect you with her. Um, I think it could be really cool for you. I also want to say, uh, very exciting for our Patreon listeners. It's funny. I have this all so beautifully written out on your outro, Maria. I don't know why it didn't make it into the studio. Why but... it didn't make it in the studio? Because you need to be punished. I know I do. And I we're like... going to have to watch this horrible movie. We're I not know. saying what it is because I don't want to hurt any filmmaker that has tried. Yes. But it is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And you will be watching all two hours of it. And you will be taking a test because I am so excited to inflict this <laughs> on you. Well, what I will say is for our Patreon listeners, Carrie Rose will be giving out a free coaching, which is amazing. So yes. it's a reason to join our Patreon. I've been really working with our guests to try to create giveaways and opportunities to work with them. So we're going to be mostly pulling from our Patreon pool for those opportunities. So it's a great reason to get on board. Carrie mentioned her website is feeltheshift.com and, of course, the Journey 8 app. And, um, yeah, we'll do Joe Dispenza tomorrow for the rebroadcast for our um, Flashback Friday Greatest Hits series, which is going to be reruns on Fridays. Very exciting. I love it. I love it. Mayor. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Thank you for joining. Thank um, you for having me. This was uh, not a celebratory episode. Um, usually Thursdays are for the ladies as we started the week before, but next Thursday will be for the ladies. Yeah. Jeff isn't going to forget to give us our Bud Lights. Um, and we are going to have Grandma on the show with her Bud Light. Yep. You have to. Yeah. So Jeff... If you screw us over and don't find us grandma. And P.S. I really liked Michael in our chat's idea of trying to set Meredith up with bachelors. And he said he would take the lead on bringing guys onto the Zoom. So I am going to hold him to that. Um, And Jeff, if you have any uh, bachelors, Stephen, if you have any bachelors, Meredith is a ripe, how old? 38? Yeah. 38. Yeah. A ripe 38 year old. (laughs) yeah right remember when you were like oh my god i'm so old when she was 25 she would have mental breakdowns you guys mental breakdowns hysterically crying that she was so old and she's matured lovely like she doesn't cry anymore when she gets older um i think she just sees it as a fact of life which is fascinating um she loves to have cocktails cocktails um she loves to go out she loves the bears the chicago bears um she 
you know, is uh, open to um, all sizes. <laughs> Maria! I mean, oh my God. So disgusting. She is. Um, yeah. So look, he's asking for your requirements. Um, and um, she wants, she really, she doesn't care the about wallet size either. That's the amazing thing about Meredith. I mean, you could have no money, period. And she would just be so happy. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm not looking for a homeless person, but I'm certainly not a gold digger, but like, I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> like, yeah. ah, so is there any other ground we need to cover? I mean, I, if you I have, if you have teeth, it's enough. a plus. <laughs> if, if you have teeth, it's a plus. <laughs> but, you know, as long as there's one front tooth, we're good. <laughs> yeah. It'll let him whistle. This is like, like bad news, Bachelorette. Showers are important, at least on a weekly basis, right? Yeah, I'm a very clean person. <laughs> I lot of showers anyway um so michael you have the job i can't wait to see who you're gonna bring into the zoom on thursday you can reach out to jeff on instagram jeffrey crane graham and you can dm him and we will get you in the zoom and meredith i can't wait for bachelor thursdays no serial killers (laughs) (laughs) i had no idea what you were gonna say and then you're like no serial killers. That's <laughs> uh, friggin' awesome. All right. Well, um, thank you guys for joining us. As Jeff said, if you haven't joined us on uh, Patreon, please click the link in the summary and join us. We do some really cool shows over there. And um, I hope that um, I hope that you will watch what happened to George Floyd and um, and feel it because I think it's really important and um, we are better together and if we can all join together on this I think that we can make a difference um, and and help help make a change and so thank you guys for joining us today thank you for um, for being with us every day and Meredith you are a ray of fun and sunshine Stephen and Jeff you haven't, not. you haven't screwed up yet, Stephen, but Jeff will be punished. This is a very exciting day. Yes. We mentioned it before the show, and now you already, already got punished. This is so exciting. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. Have an amazing weekend. Stay safe, and we'll see you back on Monday. Oh, and Friday, tomorrow, Flashback Friday with Joe Dispenza. You don't want to miss this. Oh, my God, this man, his brain is so powerful, and he teaches you how you can use your brain the other like 95% that we don't even touch, that we don't even use to heal yourself. It is the most powerful story you will see and hear. So join us. You don't want to miss that. Mwah. Be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Get your poops and kisses. And get your poops and kisses. Oh,